You ready to talk a little b-ball then? Yes. Let's All fucking right. talk some hoops. All right. Let's talk a little bit of hoops. Uh, Jose, you got to tell us about this beam team, bro, because they really made that trade that looked bad on the on paper, you know, getting DeMontis a bonus, you know, to him being one of the best, potentially be an all-NBA caliber player this season. For sure. And For sure. Number three seed in the West. I mean, I, I said uh, – we talked about this summer, like who would be a surprise team to come back. I said the Kings would be great this season. I mean, would be good this season. Playoff worthy. I did not think they'd be this high in the standings right now. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about what you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, this beam team keeps inspiring. I believe they are second in the NBA in points per game. Um, I mean, just an absolute leap from De'Aaron. Not necessarily, you know, statistically, but leadership wise, like. He finally has the confidence to play with a team that is not only deserves to win, but like actually has the talent to win. Because, you know, as much as he could have said, you know, oh, we really want to win, we're hungry. But if we don't got the talent, like there is not shit we can do. You know, we're just going to end up 11th or whatever. But like now we genuinely have the talent, you know, to pull out these, these games, close out a Laker game that's close. Like, it's it's super impressive and super exciting as someone who's never seen you know the kings in the top three let alone you know even in the top like seven um so it's definitely been really fun sabonis sabonis is fucking amazing bro like in my opinion he's a lock for all nba i don't know exactly the stats but he's like up there in almost 19 12 and a half and seven yeah no, but I mean, like, as far as what he ranks in the league, mm. he is up there in almost every major statistical category. And, like, he, I mean, you know, Fox is the point guard, but I think I think you could definitely say, like, the offense runs through Sabonis. Like, he, he yeah. is so good when he gets the ball in the high post and really, you know, exactly. when he's kind of the one making decisions from that, I think their offense just flows so yeah, well when exactly. it when it goes through Sabonis. Yeah, he's number one in rebounds. He's 12th in assists, just above LeBron and right below Dave. That's, that's crazy. Crazy. But, I mean, we got a couple other, like, key pickups, too. Like, Kevin Herter has been an absolute sniper for us. And Monk, bro. Like, Monk is an is a absolute spark plug off the bench right now. And as well as Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray's been balling. He's not going to get any, you know – Rookie of the Year nods or anything like that, but he's absolutely yeah, been. Paul amazing. has just been too good, and I mean, I think he makes Barnes expandable, and Barnes is probably Barnes and Holmes are probably the only two, you know, that we can kind of package for anything. So I think that's what we got to explore right now is you know see if shop we can shop Barnes around a little bit. Try to get a backup big and hey, you know, Barnes some- is nice too. I mean, so much would would really want Barnes. Exactly. And I mean, Murray, it would give Murray an opportunity, you know, just to step up and, you know, get some more shots. So yeah, that's really it. I I think if we can get like an Ananobi would be ideal, but everyone want need them an Ananobi. A lot of teams need them. Yeah. He's like the prototypical, like exact guy, like you want on like a a playoff team. Hey, shout out Mike Brown actually being a damn good successor to Steve Kerr because Luke Walton made it look really bad. Fuck Luke Walton. 
Nepo, baby. Luke Walton. What's Alvin Gentry did not do well either. I mean, he Bones. wasn't like a successor under. He was still decent like beforehand, mm-hmm. but uh, he did not do good after he left Golden State. Um, let's dive into some teams, you know, that we just need to mention uh, for this. Golden State, you know, it's been a rocky start to this season. You know, so they start to get their footing and then they have a bad loss that, you know, kind of stings because they need to beat some of these teams in this race. Uh, you know, going up against the Cavs tonight as we're filming this, in about an hour, actually, their big three. Yeah. I think that's going to be a loss. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to win with Wiggins and Cool only. No offense to those guys, but Carson, what what are your thoughts on this team right now and how they're going to have to pull this around? You know, I don't think the situation is as dire as some people make it out to be because I mean, we were talking about this before the pot off camera. I mean, even though they lost to the Celtics, I think that was a really good showing. Just that, you know. Yeah, we've had our ups and downs. We've really struggled on the road. You know, we we don't we don't really look that tuned in, checked in at times. You know, we look kind of you know championship hungover. You know, at, at, at you know big stretches of the season, but to come into Boston, you know, with you know our team, you know, healthy for the most part, and and, and play them super tough, and, and you know we're, we should have walked away with the win. I think that was a big time. That was a big you know statement for us. Like, hey, like. You know, we're all still out there and we're firing on all cylinders. Like, we are still a championship uh, team. You know, we can play with anybody, and especially because the Celtics, you know, complete opposite of what the war- your Warriors have been, you know, around 500 whole season. The Celtics are, are a machine. They've been a monster all year. And and, and that, that was a really good showing for us, even though we lost. But we need to make a move. We need to make a move. I think, you know, with our team currently constructed, I think – there'd be some things that would have to go our way. But if we were able to pick up, you know, like a Caruso, I mean, we wouldn't be able to get OG. Just like another defender. I mean, we we really, the 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 absence of Gary Payton II has really been felt this year. We really need another defender like that to solidify, preferably someone bigger because we were very small. Um, that would really, really help us. But I think if we're able to make a move at the deadline, maybe shop Wiseman, maybe shop Moody, get another defender. I, I think we can be right back in the mix, but then it's a matter of, all right, guys, like, you know, I, I know championship pedigree will want to rest their guys, but we got to start racking up some wins here. Like ideally, like you want to be in the top four, you want to have home court advantage, like, and the Warriors, like it, at some point, it's like the, the switch has to be flipped on and stay on. It can't just be flipped on for, you know, a game against the Celtics or, you know, a, a game against, you know, the Nuggets or the top contenders. Like, it has to constantly turn out. We have to be in go mode because we, we need to get in the top four. Like, we, we really want to get in the top four. Yeah, I mean, this team came into this season with all the cameras on them, all everything, because Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, who knows how much that messed up this team and the chemistry with them because – like, that was a really rough point to think that two of our best players were going at it in practice. You know, a guy that came off, you know, got a huge contract off a of breakout season, you know, is talking smack to one of the best defense players of all time. And, you know, we can't be seeing that, you know. You know, I know the respect your veteran thing and, like, all that too. Like, Draymond can't be flaring out and Poole can't be saying that kind of stuff. Um, that might have been a thing. And I think it's time to cut loose on the Wiseman case. Like, like I had hopes. There's just not, like he might have hope, like how Marvin Bagley kind of started to turn around with the Pistons, 
Like he yeah, I think he can it. still be good, but our window is now. We cannot wait. Like we have to maximize it now. And I don't think even if we held on to him, he'd turn into anything. I think it's just a matter of like he's lost his confidence in Golden State. Like we can't keep keeping this guy in the G League. That was a number two overall pick. Like how many number two overall picks have spent that much time in the G League? You know, like it's time to cut loose on it. Um, moving on. Wait, speaking of pool, real quick though, I just want to say. He has been so infuriating at times this year. I mean, yeah, you know, he'll have his pool game where he drops like 30 or whatever, but the turnovers have been atrocious. The turnovers have been terrible. And, and obviously he doesn't play defense. So there, there's definitely been times where pool, it's like, you know, pool's got to realize that you're not just like that cute weapon off the bench. Like you are one of our main reasons why we're, you know, why we would win another title. And like, you got, Turnovers got to cut down, and the defense has to step it up for sure. Now, I want to ask you, Jose, looking at the standings right now in the NBA, what's a team that, you know, going into the season right now, they flat out disappointed you or, like, exceeded your expectations? Yeah, I mean, the West is really tough. I was looking at it right now. The Warriors are a game and a half back from being fifth, but two games ahead of being 12th. Yeah. Like, the West is so tight. What? Or thirteenth actually, um, which is ridiculous. But I think a team that kind of really disappointed is is the Bulls, man. Like I think the Bulls had so much more expectation and hype around them, and they just have not looked good. To now, they're looking like they're gonna be sellers, and it's just it, it's a tough. It's been a tough few years for the Bulls to say the least. Yeah. Carson, is there a team that comes to mind when you look at these standings right now? Um, Yeah, I want to shout out the Thunder. The Thunder are good. Mm. Like, like the Thunder, like, you know, with this year, you know, who knows? They might get in the play, they might not, whatever. But just seeing how, like, actually how good they are this year makes me, like, feel really strongly and, like, excited to see what they could look like in, like, two years or three years like because you know this is like year three of the rebuild you know since that chris paul team um and i was just looking it, it didn't really seem you know they're just accumulating a bunch of picks wasn't really sure where they're going but now like sga popped like he popped like he is like a top 10 you know whatever you want to say top 10 15 he's one of those guys like he's a guy that, like yeah. he can give you 30 every night he can go toe to toe with the best player scoring wise go to score Diddy's awesome. I don't know how he does it because it's like you look at him and it's like, like, how is this guy good? But he's awesome. He's a great passer. You know, can sneaky good on offense. Um, I, and I like a lot of their their other young guys. I mean, Trey Mann, I think, is a really solid scorer. I love the kid they got from Santa Clara, Jalen Williams. Yeah. They have two Jalen Williams, but he's the wing. He looks to be really, really good. And they don't even have Chet yet. And, you know, who knows what Chet's going to look like. But you throw him in the mix, you know, they're probably still going to get a decent pick next year. They have a whole ton of picks to go out and get somebody or trade up. They just the Thunder looking like they're in a really, really good spot. And just the fact that they're already, you know, they're, they're 500 right now is, is kind of crazy to me because I, I wasn't really expecting much from them this season. Um, yeah, and I'm I think, really excited about what they could be. I think what they got to do, you know, you'll get Chet back next season. You have a the picks this year, you know, potentially, you know, they all, everyone wants Victor Webinyama. I don't know if they're going to get him. You know, there's still plenty of good wings out there to get this uh, draft, but 
then make a trade for a guy that can like be a number two to Shea right away. Like sort of like Giddy's been fine, but like Giddy's not going to be a number two on a championship team. Shea might be a number one. Who knows? I think the right team around him, you can make him a number one. Get Sam Presti, get grow some balls, trade for an actual good star, and finally start competing. Cause I think this team would be good enough to compete. Sure, Chet, you know, still gonna have only no like next year. Like they could compete like next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if you got to move on from a guy like Lou Dort, you know, who he isn't shooting fantastically this season, only 41 from the field. Like he could be a good asset in a trade. Like, I don't know. I don't know what kind of player you'd want to go for. Um I'm trying to think like what they, they want to win, prefer like a forward. Like kind of like what Chris Middleton plays the Giannis. Like, mm. I don't know, like if the Clippers say F it, you know. That'd be funny if they got Paul George back. That'd be that'd be a great, that'd be a great fit for them though. But like yeah. like a yeah. Wiggins kind of player, or um, I'm trying to think who else they could go after. Uh, like any just like player. that, like prototype of yeah. player. Yeah, someone like to fit that mold that can you know. Why not OG? Why yeah. would they not just come in and be the surprise OG team and be like, hey OG, like maybe not this year, but like we're building something. Yeah, that could be nice. I could see that. Oh, but you're talking, but yeah, I guess he wouldn't. He wouldn't be like the second best. Like a Jalen Brown. Like Jalen Brown is untouchable. Um, let's think. Uh, psh, looking at the teams right now, like DeAndre Hunter, if the Hawks are just like they can't like. Mm-hmm. I mean, not he wouldn't be a number two, but I think he'd be he could be great on another team. Just um, like a pro, yeah, a player like that for sure. Uh, nah, they wouldn't move on from anyone. Uh. Man, what if they said F it and they went and got like Lori Markinen? That'd be sick. I'd mess with that. Cool. Um, I don't know the Jazz. I think the Jazz might like. I think they're keeping him. Yeah, I think he might be untouchable right I now. I think he's earned like he's earned his stay and be like, okay, like we're gonna go into a rebuild, but like you're so good, like we're gonna try and like rebuild around you. No, you know who would be great for them, but I don't think Phoenix will give him up is Mikel. Mikel would be awesome for that team. I think you mm-hmm. can really, which we need to talk about them in a second. But um, that is actually my team that I want to mention uh, is the Phoenix Suns. It's been disappointing for them. I mean, the podcast that was never released, uh, that was uh, what, Jose, Jose, it was you, me, and Griffin, right? Or was it mm-hmm. you, me, and Choi? Yeah. Talking about like the teams, like I said, I don't think Phoenix was going to be as great uh, as people thought they would be. And look at them now. They're the 11th seed. Chris Paul is basically in a walker at this point i mean what's he averaging uh yeah 13, 13 and eight but like he was averaging like nine and something like earlier this season maybe that's like what he is but i mean he's been injury riddled uh this team is entirely booker reliant and he's been out this season for a decent bit deandre aiden i, I don't care if he's putting up 17 and 10 like he's not anything close to what they want him to be at this point um you know, they're just hoping yeah. that guys get healthy for them and that they can make back a run. But I have more confidence in a team like Golden State because at least they have, you know, some championship pedigree with their team. And, like, they have guys that I can trust. I mean, Devin Booker is really the only guy I trust at this point because Chris Paul is just – I don't know. It, it's a sad sight for there in Phoenix because th- that window was tiny. And I don't know what they do if, let's say, Chris Paul just retires at the end of the season – like they're just stuck at a crossroads. I mean, they got new ownership coming in. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Yeah, I definitely didn't think. Oh, sorry, you go, so you go. I was just gonna say, I don't think they're nearly as deep as they maybe 
thought they were mm-hmm. because like looking at this roster right now they've got Aiden you know obviously that's their main big but then after that it's just a bunch of fucking guards and then Sarich who's you know playing 15 minutes a game getting five points like yeah, their backups are like Biombo and like what's his name, Lawndale. Like just yeah, yeah, Lawndale, this is yeah. disgusting. Like, Bottom tier big guys for sure. Yeah. Nah, it's it's not pretty sad. I mean, Dario Sarge peaked in his rookie season when he won rookie of the year for no reason. <laughs> and uh I mean like he did? Yeah, he won rookie yeah. of the year that year. Uh wait, did he win what? that year? Mm-hmm. Oh no no no! I, I thought it was Brogdon. Brogdon. No, sorry, Malcolm Brogdon beat him out, but he was probably the better player that season. Yeah. Oh, all like, rookie first team though. He was first team. It was all rookie first team though. That's crazy. Uh, he was like a Euro That's player. Great. Like back that was the Embiid rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because yeah, they were saying should Embiid win uh, rookie of the year when he played like thirty games. Like, he was so good. Um, hey, but those thirty games though. Uh, yeah, he was. I remember crazy. that. Yeah, I do remember game. that. That OKC game, I vividly have in my head when he hits like the fadeaway or like the three or something. That was crazy. Uh, like, but furthermore, like campaign, do you really trust him as like the successor to Chris? No. Hell no. No. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a sad sight to see. Like, I don't know what you do. I, I feel like you got to trade Aiden. Like you have to trade. You can't, you Booker, you have to keep. I think Mikel's great for what he does. I think those two are untouchable. I think you can move on from anyone else besides that. Can we talk about another team that is in a very similar spot to the Suns and that's the Clippers? Yeah, they're not doing I, fancy at all. They win every preseason NBA championship, but <laughs> when it comes down to it, their lack of continuity and that they never play together like really hurts them. Regular season and and postseason. I mean, they're another team like the Warriors. It's like like when is the switch going to be turned on? Because we're at we're almost at the All Star break. You guys are below five hundred right now, and it just does not look that good. It really doesn't. And Kawhi, it's like when he plays, it's like, oh, hey, like there's Kawhi. And then it's like you just never know when when he's going to play. Like you never know with him. Yeah, he could retire next week, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like, and I've seen more John Wall on podcasts than I've seen this man on the court. Like, seriously. Bro, that shit he said about fucking Justin Patton. <laughs> you saw that? <laughs> yeah, poor no, Justin Patton. Like, I have, I've seen one John Wall highlight all year, and I've seen like – 20 clips yeah, of him on a podcast. Like, yeah, the podcast clips are everywhere for sure. Like talking on Jalen Green and all of them, but yeah. I mean, he started three games for them. I thought he was going to be good this season. Like that was like one That's of my picks. Saying. Is like, like this guy's going to come out. Like he doesn't have a lot of responsibility. He doesn't need to do much. That's what I'm saying. Preseason, we hype this team up, bro. Yeah. He's 11 and five. This team is just disappointing. I mean, is it Ty Lue going to be the scapegoat? Like, is that the problem? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I I don't think it falls on it. I think more accountability needs to fall on, you know, Why, bro? falls on the players. I mean, like, you know, just Kawhi, PG, just the inability, you know, I mean, injuries are injuries, but, you know, just the inability to, to be able to, like, you get these two guys to, you know, your championship window is formed around them too, but – it, it's tough to, you know, have championship hopes when your two best guys aren't reliable. They just aren't, you know, and, and they're good when they're, they're great when they play, but it, and it kind of follows suit because it's like, I feel like your, your team 
you know, the standards and, and, and uh, you know, your hopes for your team are, are set by your stars. And when your stars aren't really out there and they're not really accountable or, or reliable, I guess, then it's like, well, where, where does everybody else fall into that? You know, it's like, it sets a bad example. Yeah. Ivica Zubac might be like their second best player, the way Kawhi's been. Like, low key. And that, that's disappointing because this team. He's so slept on, bro. He's yeah. so nice. Like, if you took the stats away, like, and you just like looked at this team, like, you'd, we'd all think they'd be like a top three seed, but that's just not the case. And it's just. They have, they have way too much talent to be playing like how they are. And, and they're deep too. They have a lot of really solid role guys, but. Yeah. And this is one of the things we talked about in the group chat that I want to talk about. Dallas is going to have a problem sometime and it's not going to be pretty because they have the crown jewel of the NBA, one of the best players. And that man's got no help. They, they let his best teammate that he's had in Jalen Brunson walk. And now I don't know this team is just three straight losses. I mean, they've been on a losing spell and they're not far from being in that play in territory at all. I mean, how this, West looks Carson. I mean, we were talking about this earlier. What does Dallas have to do? Because like they don't have much pieces to move around. I don't know what they do. Yeah, like you said, I, I don't really like any of their other players as as real assets. I don't really know what what else they could get back to help them right now. Um, they would they would just have to get lucky that you know a free agent would come there but i mean dallas is just one of those teams that never lands free agents like dallas is a team that is always in the mix for everybody kind of like the knicks but they never end up getting them yeah i don't know it's really tough i think if this was like 2005 you know the mavericks would be a serious contender but the league is way too deep and way too talented now to have a you know a a, a generational guy in luca carry a, a bunch of you know mid-tier role guys i mean it, that's it especially when he doesn't play defense. I just don't really see how they could, you know, win a championship with how the roster is constructed and just how good the rest of the league is. But I think a lot, a lot of the blame has to go on Cuban and, and their, and their GM. I, I, what is it? Um, Brian Nelson Jr. Isn't that their, their yeah. GM? I mean, they just, I feel like they just, uh, they felt like, too satisfied they didn't want to keep pushing you know by having Luca and even Dirk right I mean there was times where it's like like you have this generational guy and then you know there were seasons where they disappointed I don't know man the Mavs are in a weird 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 spot and Luca you know I, I think Luca's way too competitive to it, it, it time's ticking the time is always ticking on these guys and if they keep you know being mid you know I, I'm sure he's gonna go want to go win somewhere else yeah and I mean Dallas loses him. Like like you said, it's not an attractive for agency area, which sucks. I mean, Dallas is a big city. Like, look at the Cowboys. Like, people, I mean, the Cowboys mm -hmm. have been able to establish themselves as a brand, but like I feel like Cuban, the guy he is, like should should be able to now land these guys. I mean, also the most one of the most famous, you know, what's it called? Free agency decisions of all time, you know, came because Dallas, you know, failure to lock DeAndre Jordan up. I mean. That was the most confusing free agency, like of, in all major sports, until Carl Correa yeah. had his offseason this year, which <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, that took the cake. That took the cake. But wow. yeah, I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. is only a decreasing asset. I mean, Christian Wood, like he's probably hit his ceiling at this point. And Spencer Witty, too. Spencer Dinwiddie is also a decreasing asset. So 
You well, well, also Finney Smith. I mean, I, I think Finney Smith is someone that a lot of teams would like. I think he is a decent asset, but he's way too important. I mean, they they the way the roster is constructed, like they need him. Like they can't really like get, they can't really spare to give him up. Like he's like, been having he's, a bad they, year though. He's he's shooting four sub forty from the field and th- sub 42, 34 from three. Like his last season was good, but like something's up. Yeah, he was good in the postseason too, but yeah, oh, something's up. Really good in the postseason. I know that's a team. Um, and then I mean, we've got a front runner in everyone in the league is Boston right now. I mean, the best duo right now, Jason Tatum, probably is going to win an MVP the way he is right now. I mean, despite Luca, what he's doing. Like the team success is just gonna flush it all away. Um, Jose, do you think even despite you know they lost Ime Adoka in that situation, it was crazy. He almost got hired by the Nets. That was really funny. But yeah, uh, that was wild. But do you think yeah. Celtics are gonna come back and you think they have a chance to win the? I mean, of course they got a chance, but do you think they will win the NBA championship? Championship, I think, is a little early to tell, but they're definitely at you know, the front runner spot right now. And I mean, I got a buddy who's a huge Celtics fan and we were talking about this the other day, how like last season people were in talks of should this duo split up, you know, should they focus on just Tatum and move on from Jalen and people forget like this team has made what two or three conference finals and they're like 25. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Well, they went to finals last year. They made then- it like, like Tatum's rookie season. Tatum's rookie season. And then the bubble year. They almost got to the finals in the bubble. Exactly. Like, this is a team that is going to dominate the East for years and years to come. So long as this duo can stay together and they're able to provide, you know, competent pieces around them, which they have. I mean, they acquired Brogdon, which was, you know, a nice pickup for them and then kind of takes some some weight off of, you know, Marcus Smart's ball handling. So, yeah, shooting forty five from three. That's crazy. Brogdon or Smart? Yeah, no Brogdon. And yeah, Brogdon. Brogdon's been everything they wanted for sure. I think Al Horford has been a little bit better than I expected. I'm not saying he's been good, but he's been better than I thought he was. I thought he was going to be terrible this season. And like to be able to get in use out of Blake Griffin at times, and now they got Robert Williams coming back. Um, yeah, they're they're scary, and I don't really see many other teams in the East. Because Milwaukee's been in and out. I mean, unless Brooklyn, like, unless those two guys in Brooklyn just go absolutely insane, like, I don't know. But uh, yeah, but there's a there's more to me. There's more question marks with the Nets than the Celtics for sure. Because like, yeah, at their peak, I, I could definitely see the Nets like going toe to toe with the Celtics. But you know, that is that is a big ask. Now, have you seen what Nick Claxton been up to this season? Like, I looked at it the other day. He's been awesome. I didn't yeah. know he was doing that good. Like we, yeah, what a random we ha- we'll have to do like a segment on that like guys this year like just like random guys that just like like took a jump like took a leap. He's definitely one of them. Like yeah, he's like maybe not defensive player of the year, but he's like playing like all NBA like kind of defense. He's been awesome. Now nah, he he might win deep boy like two point seven blocks a game, eight and a half rebounds, and I'm pretty sure he's not a big guy. I think he's six nine. No, he's 6'11". Oh, never mind. I always thought he But was. his wingspan's crazy. And he's shooting 73 from the field, like number one in the league, too. Like, that's crazy. I mean, you got what? You got him. You got Markkinen, obviously. Like, those are the first two big guys. Um, I'd say Sabonis is playing a little bit out of his mind right now. Um, 
who else? Who else are guys that come to mind? Uh, oh, they're just like, what? Well, De'Aaron Fox not really random, but he, I think he definitely elevated. He took that jump. Yeah. Um, Jay took that jump before, before the pod that like has crazy per thirty six. Bones Highland, bro. I know. I know. Troll loves that man, Bones. Twenty three points Bones, game yeah. per thirty six is crazy. And he's yeah, he doesn't he's comes off the bench for every game. So uh that's that's crazy. I mean, and Aaron Gordon, he is perfect in uh Denver. That guy's a perfect fit for them. And Katavis Cowboy Pope too. That's like a I never thought he'd end up somewhere in Denver like that, but no, nah, he's been doing nice. And I mean Jokic's gonna be Jokic, like nothing. I love Denver so much. I, I love watching them play. Um, I love, yeah, I love KCP. Bruce Brown is an awesome fit for them. Gordon's been playing out of his mind. Um, for me, really, I think they could, I mean, we were talking about this. I think they could really, like, reach their potential and compete with any, I mean, they can compete with anybody now. But they they would be the most serious version of their team, I think, would be trading Porter and getting somebody um and getting somebody that that ups their their defensive identity, that ups their defensive upside. Yeah, hey, I'm part of my Pelicans, bro. I was riding them the start of this season, and they got sleeping giant. Lot. They're a sleeping giant. They got a lot of double digit scores. I mean, Jose Alvarado is just like one of those guys you want on your team. Like the way he just plays defense. I mean, they are just from top to bottom on this like stat sheet, like. They got dudes that can produce on all levels. I mean, that big three is just like any of those guys could go off for 30 or more any night. I mean, it's hard. A guy like Zion is just impossible to, like, stop. I think he's been – Yeah, he's been on a tear. The Pelicans, to me, are like – like, they're having the season that, like, I thought, like, the Clippers would have where it's like, yeah, you know, they're, they're top guys. Like, they you know, they play great when they play, but they, you know, they miss some games or whatever. But regardless, like – whoever's out there they get wins like and i think that's been the pelicans to me like what's been so impressive about their season is like you know their top three guys have like barely played together all year but they still string out wins like they could be missing all three of those guys and they they still find ways to win like i, I remember they had a game i think they were playing like the nuggets of the suns earlier in the season and they're missing like all three of those guys and they still beat like a a, a really good team they, they're so malleable and they have so many different you know, playoff guys. I, I love the Pelicans. And if they if they come into the playoffs hot and with all three of their guys healthy, like bro, look out. Nah, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, any other teams that you want to mention? I mean, the Hawks been kind of pissing me off, but like Timberwolves are midi. They're they're midi. Mm-hmm. Magic are a fun watch, man. Uh Portland, I mean, I think everyone expected this. Uh the Lakers just don't have enough depth. That's just really what it is at this point. Shout out Anthony Davis, though. He's been having a good season. Um, yeah. No, it's a the Heat, the heat are middle yeah. of the ground. Knicks, Knicks are fun. Yeah. Really Shut- disappointing the Raptors this year. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone's, like, dark horse team when it comes to anything. I mean, they've been – no, Yeah. I thought they. And I like their. I like their pieces too. I mean, I like Barnes. I like OG. I like Van Vliet. Yeah, I think players. It's just they should make. A, I think they can make a splash and trade one like Van Vliet or Siakam and Scotty Barnes. What the hell is wrong with this dude? He's like not even improving at all. 
I think he's been good. Yeah. At Still got faith in though. That sophomore slump, maybe I don't know, but yeah, that's definitely been a little, a little alarming. He doesn't shoot it with the same confidence like he did last year. Nah, he's been good in uh, January. He's average. He's been averaging nineteen and a half, but like otherwise, like fifteen, like thirteen, like he's not, not been what we thought he like. I mean, I he was going crazy last night against the uh, the Timberwolves, bro. I don't know if you you saw any of that game, but Uh, he was going. He was going crazy. He was 11 to 15 with 29 oh, points. Shoot. Damn. Yeah. That is nice. But, uh, nah, any other guys to talk about before we uh, head on out? Maybe let's just talk about the Grizzlies real quick. The one yeah. on the Grizzlies and how awesome they've been all season. Oh, right. Bane. Did we already talk about Bane? Of guys that took a jump. Oh, oh Bane. We, we had that list. Bane's, he took a jump. Yeah. Hey, Bane was playing like an all-star to start the year. That sucks that he got injured. Yeah, the dude who looks like he's 4'11", like when you take a picture of him. Yeah. I, I love – have you seen those memes? Of like, man – Oh, like, Bane? Yeah, because he looks oh, like – like like so He tough. looks short and squatty and – yeah. He looks like some dude that walk around your high school like, yeah, I play, I play linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> built he's 6'5", though. What the fuck? I know. They're only 250. Super quick release. But uh nah, they've been they've been good this year. I mean, Jaws just jaw. I mean, Jaron Jackson, insane defensive player when he's been healthy this season. Um s- shout out Santi Aldama, bro. I forgot they drafted Beast. when I was watching the first Beast. couple of games this year. I was like, What? Man, Did you see that play the other day? They were playing the Cavs, and Jaw had like he was driving right, and he had like a wraparound pass. And Sandy, like he didn't even he caught the ball. He didn't even bring his arms down. He just caught it and released it like like it was nothing. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Now this team just got they've got some dudes. I mean, Stephen Adams still out there. Uh, being They're so deep. I just wish we'd see some more out of Zaire Williams, bro. I was really high on him coming out, like once he started having his first year. I thought he'd be good. And get that big man, Kenneth, Kenneth Lofton, in there sometime more. He's really fun to watch. That big boy. And they're a team, like, if they don't make a move, I think they're champion. they could win a championship with how their team is constructed right now. But they're another team like Denver. Like, I think making a move could maximize their potential. To me, like, Dylan Brooks is like their Porter Jr. And, I mean, I like Dylan Brooks. I think he's great defensively. He's just too inconsistent on offense and with the fouling. And I feel like if you can upgrade him into, you know, a better version and a more consistent, maybe not even a better version, maybe just a more consistent version of what Brooks does, I think that's where they get the peak version of the of the Grizzlies. Yeah, it's so like an end of for for uh, him for Barnes. Mm. And like mm. that could be good for both sides, honestly. It gives you a higher potential player, and it gives them a more solidified guy. Um, hold up. Like, who would be – I keep forgetting who all these damn four They do love Brooks, though. That's the one thing about them is, like, yeah, I, I feel like making a move can maximize their potential, but then also, like, I feel like their team is so tight-knit that it might just be something you just don't want to mess up. Because their they, team like, seems so close. Go out for, like, a Keldon Johnson. Like, the Spurs definitely want to sell. Like, there's no way, like, he sticks around for what's going on. True. I like Kellen Johnson. I don't even think he's the best player on that team. I think Vassell was awesome. I, I was wrong in him. I did not really like him coming out, but he's been good. Um, yeah, he's been solid. Who else could they go after? Because, I mean, Dylan Brooks is top 10 scoring amongst, like, small. 
bro, what to go after Kyle Kuzma? Bro, hell no. Jeremy Grant would have been a good move for them. Or maybe when is the trade deadline? It's February, no? Middle of February, I think. Um February 9th. Hmm. So wow, that is up, bro. one, two. That's like three weeks. Two and a half weeks. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah once that weeks. first trade falls, though, you already know how it's going to go. It's just going to. Yeah. I think you're going to see like Kuzma's getting moved. I didn't know he dropped like 40, like seven and seven the other night. I was like checking Twitter. I was like, what? Where'd this come from? But he's been good this year. He's on that list as well. Because I always hate yeah. on I hate on Kuzma, but he's been good. Yeah, who's baller? He's been good. He, man, he might as well be the he might be the set the, the best player on that team right now. Like, oh yeah, has been in and out. I mean, Porzingis been apparently playing. they're shopping Rui too. He need he need a go. Like, he's been the same player ever since he was drafted. He's, yeah, like he's he's been he's like regressed ever since he was drafted. He averaged thirteen and a half, and now he averages twelve point four. You know who else kind of hasn't really improved at all? That had hype, Denny, bro. Who? Oh uh, yeah, Adbaja. Oh, that dude, bro. He had so yeah. much hype. Like he was getting Luca comparisons. <laughs> yeah, De- Denny's a high. he's whatever, but yeah, definitely has not improved. Now you only get an international player that's that good like every ten years. Like you're gonna get like a good one that's an all star. Like that seems how it is. Like, there's, like, him, the Hazonias, like, the one you're, like, damn, like, that dude's going to be good. Because <laughs> some dude, uh, what was it? Dragon Bender. Like, I remember when he came out. Oh, my God. Bro, oh, Taj yeah, Gibson that's... on this team, bro. Ain't he, like, 40? Oh, how old is he? 37, bro. That's pretty old. Wait, on who? What team is he on? Oh, wait, he's on the – oh, he's on the Wizards. He's on the Wizards, yeah. yeah. He's been there for a minute, huh? Nah, oh, he... no, he just got there. What the fuck? Nah, bro, he's so ran- – and he was like, I remember he's on those Bulls, Bulls teams, bro. He's really good there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't believe he's still in the league, but he's made a nice career. He's been playing sure. since 2009-10, bro. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Damn. Out of USC. All right. Any more guys, or uh, we're going to get ready for some football this weekend? Yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. So we broke it up to the little bits and pieces, but. Hey, we'll see how everything goes. We got a lot of stuff coming up, so Coast Coast Podcast, signing out. Peace.